Y'all, this episode is power-packed. In this episode, we unlock the secrets to achieving your goals and winning every day. Our guest is no ordinary expert. He's Ben Kirk, a sought-after productivity and high-performance guru. He has a direct approach to success through self-discipline, consistency, and accountability. He is very well-read, very well-trained. You'll see a lot of alignment between the approach that Ben takes to goal-setting and the way that plans plan approaches thing. So I'm so excited for Ben to share with you his insights from his journey blending personal training, corporate coaching, and working with the legendary Brian Tracy. Y'all, you're going to want to grab your pens for this episode because you're going to want to take notes because there's so much in here. So get ready to elevate your productivity game with Ben's mantra, do better, be better, win the day. Let's do this, y'all. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If so, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan Podcast. I'm Danielle McGue. I'm a professor, mom, planner addict, and recovering overachiever. After years of hustle and grind, I was tired of trying harder. I was ready to try easier. At the intersection of research, practice, and play, I found a purposeful path to planning and goal setting that is fun, simple, and sustainable. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I will equip you with tools and practices to clarify purpose, reclaim time, and achieve goals playfully and lightly. Let's get started. Do better, be better, win the day. This is the mantra of today's extraordinary guest. I'm so excited to have him here, Ben Kirk. Ben is a sought after productivity and high performance expert known for his direct approach to achieving goals through self-discipline, consistency, and accountability. Ben's innovative use of a custom-built world-class digital platform allows clients to easily track their progress and see tangible results, which I love. Get them those results. And I'm so honored to have have this productivity PT here. So welcome, 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 Ben. Thank you very much. It's fantastic to be here. So tell me a little bit about your story. Like how how does one become an expert in productivity and high performance? Yeah, well, it certainly has been a long journey. I was actually a personal trainer. And I think that in a way is kind of where it started. It did start much before that, about, about 10 years before that. But I think when I first started to realize how to motivate people, how to get people to do the things that they know is going to be better for them in the long run. But that daily sort of grind or, or that going to the gym and working hard and not seeing results straight away. And yeah, just in that motivation side of things there, that took me into, so I was qualified, went over to Sweden as a personal trainer. And when I came back to Australia, my qualifications had lapsed in Australia and they wanted me to redo the PT course. And anyone who's, who's out there that's, that's, that's been through having a study to be a personal trainer, it's well, number one, it takes a long time. Number two, it's really expensive. And I just wasn't keen to sort of have to redo all that again. So I managed to find the opportunity to work with Brian Tracy. Oh, and awesome. Brian Tracy International. Yeah. And I, I, I'd read his book, of course, Eat That Frog. I didn't realize that he had a lot of other books, about 70 something more. I can't say I've got through them all, but there's some absolutely brilliant ones there. Goals, no excuses, focal point, perform at your best. And yeah, got a chance to to work with him, learn all those, do corporate training, and then also work with, the, with their coaching wing called Focal Point. And that sort of, I've tied all that together with my work as the personal trainer and the way that I see myself now when I work with my clients, it's kind of like being being their personal trainer. A PT can stand a productivity trainer as well, I guess. Uh, and 
the way I do my, my sessions with them is, is, is very short, very direct, and we get straight down to business and uh, we rarely do a little bit of a warm up either. We just get straight down to the hit heavy weights, I guess you could say. And yeah, so, so that's sort of the journey to what I'm doing now. I've been doing this style of coaching for about two years and, and it's working brilliantly. So it really is that do better, we bet, be better, win the day kind of incremental improvements for exponential results. That's what we, what we aim to, to achieve. I love that. And it, it makes so much sense to me that a personal training background would really teach you how to help people establish habits, how to move people through transformation. Actually, like one of the best books on habits that I've ever read is a book called Fat Loss Happens on Monday. And it's supposed to be a weight loss book, but I really think it's a habit book. And Eat That Frog is a great book. And what a cool opportunity to have worked with Brian Tracy. So I know that one of the things that you've written about is dreams and goals, and you are really clear to make sure that there is a distinction between dreams and goals. So could, especially because right now we're recording, it's mid-December. By the time this comes out, it will probably be in January where goals are on people's minds. So what's the difference between a dream and a goal? Which should we set? Why? How do we approach them? Yeah, thanks. I, I think part of the, the delineation is a dream. We don't have a plan. We don't have a deadline. It's something that would love to be able to do one day, someday. And it's kind of like that. Sometimes we can say it's a bit of a North Star, but we don't actually know how, how we're going to get there or what path we're, that, that we're going to take. When we have a goal, we start to really take action on it. So we have a, an immediate plan in place. We have a deadline of thereabouts we want to achieve it. Is it a three-year? Is it a one-year? We don't really have three-year or one-year dreams. And so just by putting a deadline on it first and foremost is starting to turn it into a goal. And then of course, there's a lot of other steps that we can take as part of that as well. We, we, we can work, make sure it's got something that's trackable, something that's actionable in there. I do revert at times to the smart goal, but the, but the biggest thing is that I try to make it really simple for people. There's so much written about goals out there. There's, there's so much written about how to write the ideal goal, or maybe it needs to be an affirmation or what needs to be future positive, or it needs to be this or it needs to be that. But when people start with me and, and I have them work through my, my ebook, which is essentially a goal setting guidebook. I, the first day, I just have them write down 10 things they want to be, do and have. That's all they need to do. And when they do that, number one, they start taking immediate action of just doing something for their future, 10 things they want to be, do, have. And then on day two, depending if they do the, the, the 10 day challenge, five day challenge, day two, put a date to it. And then day three, we put in maybe it's a category. So there's four main categories you want to try to have our goals in. It's financial security, it's business career, it's health and fitness, and then it's family and relationships. Yes, there are so many other things we can put in there. We can put spirituality in there. We can put in giving giving goals, all those sort of things as well. But I just try to make it so simple because most people don't set goals because they don't know how, or it's just been made too complex and it ends up being, oh, we've got to do a whole day retreat to do our goals. <laughs> no. And and this time of the year, anyway, we don't have time for a whole day retreat. And maybe no. at the beginning of, 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 of January, we want to be able to spend that time with our family anyway. So, you know, there's, there's, there's really simple ways that we can put in, just stack them day on day on day. And what do we know about stacking? That's part of habits, building habits in the routines. We get a good habit in place and then we stack it. So I get people to do this for either five days or 10 days, a little bit each day. That starts becoming a positive habit. At the same time, they're building out their, their, their goals. They're starting to think about their future. And then at the end of that, we actually start to put a roadmap in place on how they're going to achieve those goals. So I, my goal 
my goal is to take those dreams that people have and start to make them a reality. And we make them a reality by turning them into gold. I love that. I do think that there are ways that we really overcomplicate this. And I love just starting with the do, be, and have. I want to kind of go back to you talking about the stacking and the routines. I notice so often is that we do want to jump in too much. And so, you know, people want to have a routine before they've had a habit. And so how do you encourage people to simplify so that they can then build on it while still feeling like they're seeing the results or they see the potential of it and to feel like they're doing what they need to be doing? Yeah, yeah. The the term that's been thrown around a lot nowadays is minimal viable dose. And what is the minimal viable dose that we can do? The question is though, how do we find it? How do we work out what is the minimum viable dose? It's like if someone's a system and they need to make 10 sales calls a day, the minimum viable dose is that one? Is it three? Is it five? Maybe the 10 is actually the minimal viable dose. What we need to work out to do is what can they actually do each day consistently over a period long enough to establish it as a habit. And then once the habit is established, then we can start to build upon those numbers. Now, normally when a salesperson comes to me and and, and they've got a, got a sales habit that they want to do, or maybe it's someone who has a, a reading habit that they want to start with. And they've read somewhere that, you well, you need to read hour of, of uh, self-development a day or something like that, or meditate for 30 minutes a day. Let's take the hour, the hour of reading. My question to them is, like, well, when was the last time that you read for an hour? Oh, I kind of did it on a Sunday a few weeks back. Okay, great. When was the last time that you consistently read for one hour? Well, I've never been able to do that, but I've always wanted to. It's been a thing that I've always wanted to be able to do. I said, okay, great. When was the last time you consistently read for 30 minutes? I managed to, a couple of times I was on vacation and I managed to do that each morning. Okay, great. So maybe 30 minutes is that minimum viable dose that we're trying to, that we're trying to do. Because we know that 30 minutes of reading is still going to have a significant impact, but maybe it's actually, if they can't do it consistently while they're in their work routine or in their nine to five or in their daily duties or anything anything like that, maybe we need to notch that back to just 15 or 20 minutes. And then if we can establish that consistently over a period of time, then we can start to ratchet it up. Now, when I deal with the salespeople, they're like, yeah, but I need to make 10, 10 calls a day. I need to, my boss says it's 50 calls a week. I've got to go to this per day. I say, well, yes, but when was the last time you actually did that? You failed on this consistently and you've been, been given it. Let's just go back to five calls a day. That's 25 calls a week. When was the last time you did 25 calls? A week? And then if we fail to do that consistently, then we will build it up over time. And that goes, yeah, we, we apply it to the sales stuff. We apply it to the, whether it's reading to the meditation, to the workouts, any of that sort of thing. We've probably heard the story. It was there in, I think it was in Atomic Habits where he talked about just have your clothes by your bed. So you wake up, put your clothes on, go for a walk to the letterbox, come home. Or then next time, maybe it's drive to the gym, just sit in the car and then come home. It's this idea of, of establishing it regular enough that you even start to identify as someone who goes to the gym every day. Yeah, you might not be going through the front door yet, but someone who goes to the gym every day, maybe it's a 15 minute session, something like that we start to identify as that we've built that habit into our daily routine now now it's time to start to to lift it up a little now it's time to do 30 minutes now it's time to start to push the 40 or one hour and that's sort of the that's i guess in some ways general habit theory but that's how we 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 try to work out these steps we can take each day and it is that absolute minimum and sometimes we'll go to a full extreme of just one call a day let's just make sure we do it consistently i've always been an exerciser and i love you know like i love to exercise I would exercise at least an hour every single day. And then I had kids. And 
it was it was so challenging and I was so frustrated with myself because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't exercising and, you know, somebody's like, just do a push up or, you know, you know, like do like, you know, something really small. But what was hard for me with that is that it wasn't close enough to my edge. I wasn't getting the endorphin release because I had been exercising like an hour and I it took me a little while to realize that I couldn't start that small, like that that was too small for my minimum. And that I needed to raise it up to 15, 20 minutes because then I still got some of the reward. And so I do think I love like as you're talking, it's really about finding each individual's what's their minimum and making sure that that minimum is still enough of a challenge that they're they're feeling like they're making progress or starting something new. Coming to to the exercise side of things, it's the the identity part has a a big part to play as well. And for someone to make that transition to someone who identifies that they or someone who identifies as someone who trains every day. Now, it doesn't have to be going to the gym and lifting weights every day. It doesn't have to be doing an exercise class every day. It just has to be training of some sort. That might be walking the dog for 15 minutes. We'll tick that off. It might be the yoga or the stretching that ticks that off. But if we can identify as someone that does that every day, so when we speak to our friends, they ask, oh, how, how can you train? Yeah, I train every day. If we can start to identify that, it becomes part of our person. And then that also starts cementing that into our daily routine, who we are. And it it's ends up being one of those non-negotiables that we just get up and we just do it. And so, yeah, that that's still that 15 minutes. We, when it comes to exercise, it is like, yeah, okay, well, we sort of need to get our heart rate up. I mean, for me, and it's something that I need to work better on, it is stretch. I uh, want me to too. get that in there, right? I think I think a lot of people, yeah. And really, minimum viable dose of stretching is like five minutes. I mean, there's so much that you can do just to get things moving in the morning for five minutes. That is enough to even start the day quite right yeah there's there's all and and yes that's part of the sort of the ongoing the on coaching experience or the ongoing idea of a weekly reflection and looking back and and saying okay what what worked here was that Mm -hmm. can i increase that five minutes now or was that not not quite enough if we have that constant feedback loop and that and that sort of weekly reflection on it we're then able to find what our ideal is i talk a lot about the importance of reflection because i think unless we have a habit first of reflecting so that we can figure out what our capacity is or so if we can figure out where should I be starting with here that one call is right where I need to start and I know that if I start there I can I can be successful at it and then add I think that you have to have that reflection because otherwise we sometimes don't know ourselves enough to know where we should start so I love that what do you see the relationship between I know that you do a lot of work with a lot of high performance folks so what is the relationship between habits and success? Ah, great question. They all have something that they have built into a routine. And generally things that are built into a morning routine or an evening routine, like wind down routine or weekly routine, they're all just habits that are stacked together. And the biggest habit that I've uncovered from working with these people is that they all have this point of reflection. They all have a planning and or a review process. And that can be daily, but the bare minimum it's once a week, having a look at what worked during the week, what were the obstacles that came up? Did those obstacles, same obstacles come up the week before and the week before that? Maybe that's something we, we need to deal with. What worked well? And then how, and then of ways to apply that to the week coming up. And most of this sort of comes down to, we identify what our high value tasks are, or as Brian Tracy says, what the big hairy frogs are. And, and we time block them into the week. And this is also where I try to keep it really simple. We're looking at just three main things. And in the middle, 
military, they talk about things called the main effort and supporting efforts. And I've sort of taken on that terminology. I, I do use things interchangeably because I, I work with people depending on what sort of, you know, they'll, they'll find me and they've read either Brian Tracy, that frog, or they've read about the big, big audacious goals or the big rocks or those sort of things. So I'll use that terminology. I call them high value tasks or main effort tasks. But what we do, there's also another great book called The One Thing. And they talk yeah, about that so one good. task that's going to move the needle the most. So I've sort of incorporated all of this together. And, and we talk about the three main things we need to do. One main effort task, two supporting tasks, and we time block them into the following week. These might be directly tied into our goals, maybe our quarterly goal or our quarterly milestone and our yearly goals. But we do that reflection or that weekly review process that we see what's worked. Did I do those tasks? Yes or no? Did I win the week as, as such? And then how do I apply it to the next week? And that process is probably the one greatest thing that these high performers all do. The weekly review and the weekly planning. And in that, they're looking at key, uh, what I call key success markers. So key things that they can track over to over time to see, are they consistently improving upon it? For example, if my health and fitness is going down, is that taking down my productivity and my routine? Or what sort of capacity am I working at? And so we also build in a lot of questions. And depending on, on the person's role, there might be some other questions that they might want to ask themselves to add the week. It's these reflection points. And of course, I work with some standard questions, but if they are an entrepreneur, they might have something more, more specific. They've got a nine to five and they're trying to have an side hustle as well. There's other questions that, that they might need to ask themselves, but it all comes down to that weekly review process and that planning, time blocking, three main things for the next week. And normally I say, we want to do those things first thing in the day. I mean, it's a Brian Tracy thing. It's eat that the, the ugliest, hairiest frog first thing in the morning. Your day's only going to get better. M my way of saying things is more, you want to do the most important things first in the day because your afternoon tends to invariably turn to crap because that's often when the spot fires start coming in, you tend, people tend to have a little more control, particularly if they get up really early, they have a bit more control of knocking off those, that main effort task early as well. So I do the daily top three. I don't know if you're familiar with Michael Hyatt's work. He has the full focus planner and best year ever. And but I really like the idea too of one main task and then the two supporting tasks or goals for the week. You know, I was recently chatting with a client and we were we were talking about how sometimes in the weekly review process, so if you've had a really crappy week, it can feel almost discouraging. And so we talked about ways that we could maybe imagine it not as achieved or not achieved, but rather see it on a moving scale or give it a point system. I, I'm just kind of curious because your process is so similar to ones that I do myself and really believe in the power of. How do you navigate the this all or nothing mindset that sometimes creeps in during those weekly reviews. Yes. The, it all comes down to how we decide what these main effort tasks are and how we, and do we set ourselves up for success in the first case? And that goes back to the minimal viable dose as well. So when I have people time block, I actually get them to write down the very next step towards that task that they need to do. It might not be achieving that whole task. What is that very next step? Because when we talk about procrastination, when we go from the point of planning to the point of implementation, the larger that gap, the more thought processes we need to go through from our plan and our strategy to actually implementing it, that's more chance of procrastination to creep in, for distraction to creep in, for spot fires to, to creep in as well. And so when we could do that, that point of planning, Brian Tracy also says, never leave the point of planning until you've taken one immediate step. That immediate step 
is blocking it in your calendar and writing down what is that first thing you're going to do in that time block. And if you go to the time block and you start the time block and you do that very first thing, that's considered a win. It doesn't need to be the whole project or something. It is doing that very first step because it's all about the momentum. Momentum creates motivation. And if we can stack up these wins, you can get that, that win. Maybe your time block was only 30 minutes. Maybe it was an hour. But if we've correctly identified what it is that's going to move the needle the most on that project and we do that in that time, that is much like the minimum viable dose of the of the habits. It's actually moving the needle forward consistently is rather than having three weeks and going, well, I didn't have three and a half hours to do my time block and then three weeks go by and then three months go by and then we've got another year's gone by and we never did that thing that we said we we're going to do at the beginning of the year. And so if we're able to just put down the very next step of that time block, if you only have an hour, only have 30 minutes, we do that. There's the win. There's the momentum ending on if we're doing it on a weekly basis. And a lot of my clients do actually do this on a, on a daily basis as well. So they're able to do their evening review and then plot out their day as well. But we sort of have two different levels. They're, they're for more of those more day-to-day tasks, but I still believe we need to have that weekly review look at the sort of more, the more high level tasks, some of our more high level projects that were that was. I love the way that you redefine the win and then you build in the habits in such a way where the goal is momentum. And so I I think that that's just brilliant. And it is wild the way that the solution to procrastination is just knowing the next right thing. It really does remove a lot of the space for procrastination. If you can just glance over at your planner, go, oh, this is what I'm doing and you go. It's so, so helpful. So Ben, this has been a delight. It's clear to me that, you know, you know your stuff, you're so well read and I'm a geek reader too. So it was exciting for me to hear you bring in the vast amount of reading that you have done to your experience working with clients. So if people wanted to connect with you, if people wanted to learn from you more, how can they do that? Absolutely. Winthedaycomau is my website and I have a special link in there as well. It'll be plan goal plan. So if you do winthedaycomau for Australia forward slash plan goal plan, one word, that, that can find some, some resources there as well. Also, if they just want to talk about what their days are currently looking like, the things, maybe there's, there's little model balls in the air and, and how do I get clarity on what that one thing I need to focus on is, what my main effort task needs to be. Welcome to to book a call with me. My ebook's there as well. The, the, the Be Do Have Goals, five days to having all the goals down is really, really effective. It's almost too simple that people don't do it. Like, how, how can this work? But can absolutely guarantee it works. If you even Google Brian Tracy on the his 10 by 10 goals or Brian Tracy 10 goals, he talks about how effective this process actually is. He's never written a book about it. He's never published actually this method, but it's yeah, it's super effective. It seems too easy. So yeah, the ebook's there. Jump on that. Need help with it. Give me a buzz. But yeah, thank you very much. This has been great. I can see so, so much alignment here. And I just love to speak to people that have the same idea about goals and implementation and habits. And it does seem really complex, but it doesn't need to be. It seems like there's so many books out there about it and we can follow one author, follow another. Uh, we can bounce from one author to the other, but it is about actually the same. The concepts are pretty much all the same. It is about just have those goals, work out the milestones, have your weekly review and implement and write out what is that very next step I need to do. So uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Ben. You're absolutely brilliant. It's been a joy. Let's go get them. Let's do it. 
If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcast. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all, so pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.